All you stay tuners, welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, and on the phone we have Dan Shoulders O'Brien. <laughs> hello, hello. How is everybody? Yeah, so once again he's playing hockey dad, I, I'm assuming. Yes, I'm at the rink live, standing in front of my Jeep, looking at the rink. <laughs> so it kind of looks like a creeper? Yeah, a little bit. You know, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of cool because, you know, uh, NHL preseason just started a couple nights ago. At least the, the Flyers. I'm not sure if the Penguins started up or not. Yeah, they think they started last night. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I mean, I'm not expecting no championship for the Flyers or anything, but we at least have a better penalty killed so far through two games. Well, you guys signed some big contracts with people, so it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, I got to watch Carter Hart a little bit last night. He still seems like the heart that we had uh, last season. You know your boy Provenov, right? What was that? You know your big bo- your boy Provenov on your team, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he signed six years. I was happy about that, and real cheap they signed him for. You know where he played his junior hockey, right? Why don't you tell me? Because you did tell me once before, and I forget. He plays right here where he played right here where my son is. He came into the rink uh, a couple days ago. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's from the, the uh, Whoops First Grant Knights organization, and uh, he played there. I want to say 2010 to 13 or 14. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Do, do they have any of his like you know junior jerseys or anything like that hanging up? They have his Philadelphia jersey hanging up. Do they? That's pretty cool. Was it, did he show up to talk to the kids or just kind of stop in and say hi? But he came in here to talk to Alex, the uh, coach that he had, and skate around, and they, you know, did some stuff. I'm, I'll tell you what, though. I, I am happy they signed him. Um, I actually think he's a little bit better defenseman than Gossespierre, even though I don't, even though I do like Ghost. But uh, it's nice to have him for six more years. And we also signed, re-signed uh, Konechny, too. Yeah, you're speaking Greek to me. It's the Flyers. I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> I do, because... I still have like that hope and wish that the, the NHL is not going to get away from the the fights and, and the hard hits and everything. That's what Konechny to me also brings on top of his offense. Yeah. But since you know, I don't want to bore you about the Flyers. You know, I'm sure most of our our fans are Flyers fans. Well, sure. If they can comment, then we'll talk about them more. <laughs> so, but other than that, how's how's your week been? Not too bad yourself? Uh, started off kind of shitty, but it's, it's getting better now, so it's almost the weekend. Good, good. So we're, we're just going to kind of just jump right into um, the show here. There's actually a couple of good, um, like, heartwarming stories that happened this past week, and one of the first ones that I want to start off with was about the the fourth grade little boy that was getting bullied because of a, a Tennessee t-shirt. Right, yeah, yeah, I saw that. He made the U, U dot t-shirt. Yeah. And it was, it was, you know, pretty cool that for how crappy Tennessee is, the the football team, 
you know, one, just to still be able to root for them and everything like that. But also, you know, a one Peyton Manning did come from that school. And that was the last time they were really any good. I I can't, I really can't think of a a good team after he left. Oh, Jesus. Well, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Vince Young went there, didn't he? No, he went to Texas, you dumb goofball. Yeah, a T is a T. Oh, my God. And there you have it, fans. (laughs) It's been that kind of week for me. (laughs) But kudos to uh, the the college itself. That it was his fourth grade teacher that got the ball rolling, kind of, um, with this T-shirt thing. You know, when she found out about the the kid being bullied and stuff like that, she tweeted to the Tennessee Volunteers, and they ended up giving him a four-year scholarship for a year twenty thirty-two. Well, yeah, I mean it's a nice story, so they should have because then they designed his T-shirt and been selling it wild, like wild cakes, and I'm sure he's not getting any of that, uh, you know profit so <laughs> but yeah no it's yeah a good story i get it i mean I'm, I'm proud that they did that you know it's, it's a good inspiration for human yeah mankind. and you know it's a good thing um you know it just hope it put some awareness out there for bullying um there's you know when if you're making a kid really feel that bad then you got some issues you know yeah and thankfully <laughs> you know the, the the teacher was there to like i said to help to step in and kind of probably console him as as well as you know this get this going and if our fans wanted to help the cause and buy the shirt you could actually go on to uh the tennessee's um website the vols shop i guess they call it and purchase the the huh i got a, a guest a random guest uh here at the rink that wants to come on the air okay so uh hey so what's your name Corey Hansen. how are you buddy Doing well. Enjoying the hockey dad life like myself, huh? Oh, uh, living the dream. Well, welcome to your live on the State Tunes Sports Podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Well, I know you're a Redskins fan, so... Oh. I, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, listen, we're used to let down, so... You know, going on right. the season 0-2, I'm not, it's not surprising to me. Right, I get it, but you know, it doesn't look too bad. Case Keenum's looking good. Yeah, here and there. He does, actually, his numbers aren't bad. Right. The defense is just isn't uh, holding like I thought they would this year. Right, so. right, right. So what do you think? Uh, well, we'll jump into some of the topics here. I'll throw some at you real quick. But the listeners are going to be confused. But uh, <laughs> not that we dropped Antonio Brown today over the sexual assault scandal. How do you feel about that? Well, I'm not shocked. I mean, I was shocked they hung on to him through all the nonsense of the past uh, two years with him. But yeah, well, yeah, they still, you know, with Colin Kaepernick stood by his side, and I don't think he's any wor- any better for the for the wearer. Well, that's just a, a political campaign. That's all right. right. Yeah, yeah. they're trying to save face. But here's my thing with this, and we said this on the last show. Uh, we won't try to hold you up too long, but. You know, it bothers me that he's made three questions, and we said we don't condone rape and things like that. But she has not yet to file an actual police report. Yeah, if there's no criminal charges, it's not. It's just so. Then why is not Nike get the drop? There is no criminal charges. It's true. There's and uh, here in America, shoulders. I don't don't know if you know, but uh, the DA, uh, two of the accounts, they said that the way I took it was the statute of limitations ran out. So, so yeah. my point is, Dobb and his endorsement shouldn't be touched. I agree with you. So that's where I, my problem is. And I said, if she comes out knowing to be lying, you're taking all the power away from true victims yeah. and making a mockery out of it. So that's yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, so, so I, I agree with you on that. 
So yeah. I personally don't like Antonio Brown, but he's a, right. he's a good player. And, and right. I mean, I mean, I'm not, you know, it's not a personal thing for me, but yeah. I'm going to say if you're going to call it one way with Goodell and the way he is, yeah. right, you can't pick and choose on how you want to handle things. You're exactly right. You know, I'm looking for equality. I, I can't stand him as a human being. Now, the question to you is, does anyone sign Kaepernick while these quarterback troubles this year? No, I don't no. see it. I don't see it happening. You do? I don't know. At the rate all these teams are going with quarterbacks, it, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible to see him back in a uniform. I agree. I, 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 don't know. I think that would throw a big uproar. I don't think uh, I think he did his time and deservingly well. I think he's a clown. I've said it before. So the one thing I, I did see that was kind of funny was um, with Big Ben going down. And we'll talk about Big Ben later in the show, but uh, with him going down. What a big fu the Steelers could throw at the Patriots and the league by signing Kaepernick. I don't know. Is he really that good, though? What has he done besides the one Super Bowl? Year? When he, he totally it, tailored it, uh, the game around him, and it was something new. Yeah. He's done nothing. That's it, why he's not getting picked it, up. It's not just the political bullshit. I don't think he has any skill worth playing for. He's I'm, he's not he, a great quarterback. I'm sure. I mean, he, he's better than most third strings. He's better than probably half of the, the, the backups. But... If the Steelers were to sign him, it it would be more to. Well, there again, there again. So if you're an owner, are you worth all the bullshit to have somebody that's only better than half your backups? Probably not. I'm, if, well, again, if I'm you're on your third have, third string quarterback because of injuries, then. If you look on the business end, Nike sales actually went up since they they, they signed him onto the political campaign that they signed him on. Yeah. Stats. They say that. They say well, that. They said they went up. And, yeah. And their their market share went up in the stock market, so you know maybe uh, the Steelers will go up a notch. You never know. True, but I don't think I don't think the Steelers, especially with the military following they have and the military being so pissed off at them, I don't think the Steelers organization would be an organization that would sign them. Yeah. I just don't see I it. See it's just point. me, you know. Yeah. But it wouldn't shock me if you see him in a uniform in the next couple weeks, though. You got anything else for this fine lad? Um, I think the Redskins were one of the teams that were um, looking at Jalen Ramsey. How do you feel about him? Yeah, well, any guy that puts himself above a team, I'm not too. Team first guy, so you know him saying, "Oh, I want to add here because we're not winning." That's that's just you know a bunch of BS. So, yeah. Now, of course, he's a baller. He's a player. Oh yeah. You know, so, right, but you know the Eagles are offering a first and a third and Sidney Jones for it. But to me, he's a guy to come in and break your locker room up, and break chemistry up, and you, that's a cancer. That's the, that's what I'm feeling. So, but on the other hand, the Redskins rolling too. How much farther can they go? You know, so <laughs> maybe, maybe listen, it'd be a good... listen, you might be 0 2, but even a, your 0 2 team, I think, is better than the 0 2 uh, Giants. I will agree with you. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll finish ahead of the Giants. But listen, I, I said from the get go, I'm a Redskins fan. I'm used to mediocre. mediocre. We'll be an 8 and 8 somewhere around there by the end of the year. Yeah. Just another year for the Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're one of the oldest franchises. Uh, I was watching the history of the NFL and the teams changing and stuff. So. Yeah, they are one of the oldest. They played in five Super Bowls, but that's right. all the past. So you were well, almost the Braves. Well, you were the Braves for a short time, but then the uh, your, the owner changes to the Redskins. So. We, we would like to see another one, but I don't I don't see it happen as long as Dan Snyder's the owner. Yeah, he's he's too busy playing Madden football with a real life team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we well, thanks for having me on the show, guys. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to hold him up too Anytime. long. Anytime. Let me ask you this, Jimbo. Here in Northeast Pennsylvania. And parts, big parts of Pennsylvania. If you really want some ice and quality ice, where would you go? My fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would say probably Bayo's ice. Where would you go? I would buy Bayo's ice. 
Mayo's Ice? Yeah. All right, so they're a pretty good ice company, huh? Yeah, that's a pretty solid company right there. They make a great company. I mean, I personally buy, buy Mayo's Ice myself. Oh, that's because warm beer sucks. Right, that's right. Warm beer does suck. <laughs> so. All right, sir. All right. Dirty folks, Mayo's Ice. Which is right up the street for me, too. Right. <laughs> so. I'm sorry about that, uh, listeners, but, uh, you know, sometimes when you're out at the rink and you get these live interviews, I got to I gotta roll with it. So. Well, hey, you know, we, we like to be spontaneous. That's right. That hurt my head trying to say that word. <laughs> Don't try to spell it for good word. <laughs> so kind of getting back to um, this Tennessee story, another good story that came out, and I don't know if you saw this, uh, Shoulders, last Saturday, uh, college football, I believe it was uh, the Georgia Bulldogs uh, right. played, I forget the team that they played, but they were at home at Georgia, and the team that was coming in, the head coach, um, his wife, unfortunately, passed away two months ago from cancer. And a sign of support that Georgia and their uh, school you know, body did was they did a pink out for the, the whole stadium. Did you see that? No, I did not. But that's, a, that's another great thing for humanity. And I'm, I'm starting to glad to see that we're turning the corner in this world, it seems, and we're starting to try to come together. So, yeah, you know, my my absolute heartfelt late condolences to the coach yeah um, i couldn't imagine going through that and um cancer especially among women is you know women are our world so yeah you know, i'm all about it and to top it off it wasn't just like you know 10 15 people fans that that wore the pink and i'm not making fun of this but the whole stadium looked like a bottle of pepto-bismol it was pure pure pink it was oh, so organizations that are classy and have classy fans and they did the right thing I yeah love it. yeah and then the, you know? the the last story that i just saw right before um we came on the the show here was uh the iowa game this past weekend uh they were, the the game day espn you know how you always see those silly signs from the fans or whatever well one fan wrote up a sign um that said something like need more bush light replenished uh venmo me the money and gave his his venmo uh handle or however you would send the money right and people actually start sending him beer money oh jesus (laughs) the funny part yeah maybe maybe we'll try that do that for the show (laughs) the station sports podcast needs to be replenished yeah we will set up an account, and we will do better and more interviews, and I will travel more if we can get some funds together. <laughs> there you go. We need traveling, uh, travel fund money. We but, should do more live interviews and do live shows. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, like I said, people start sending money in, started, you know, 5 bucks, 10 Before you know it, he was up to $50,000 people gave okay. him money. And the, the, the kid, who was a 22-year-old, said, obviously, you know, I can't drink all this i want to donate it and here he ended up donating it to the rival school so it was so it must have been yeah it was iowa versus iowa state that's what it was right he was an iowa state fan and he donated the money to um iowa's the the football team i guess they have uh the children cancer hospital right there on the field and at the end of the first quarter of every home game they always turn to the hospital as fans players and a wave to the kids. Right. Well, 
Bush Light caught wind of this and said they're going to match whatever he donates. That's awesome. Good job. Then, on top of that, Venomo turns around and said, we're in too. Nice. So just a stupid little sign raised 150 grand for the kids at this hospital. Well, I'm going to a sporting event. I'm going to put the sign up, and I'm going to say, help me pay off my student loans. <laughs> but, and then I'll donate half of it to a cancer charity, and I'll use the other half to pay off my loan, so I can stop eating ramen noodles. <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, like you said, it's nice to see with all the crap that goes on in this world, we still get to see a little bit of come together and, and joyful people doing stuff like this. Well, I definitely, I, I, I love it. And I challenge our listeners to go out there and pay it forward. You know, we need to see, start being kinder to one another and uh, start looking out for us as a humanity. Yeah. That's, uh, it's a good thing, man. I, I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah. So, well, let's get down to the nitty gritty. I, they come here for the drama of sports. So, uh, <laughs> well, what do you got for us there, big guy? Well, you know, you said about, you know, drama and sports. So we, we didn't talk Notre Dame last week, but we got a big game this Saturday, Notre Dame versus Georgia to, uh, on CBS at 8 p.m. And Georgia looks good. <laughs> they do. And you know what? We're a 14.5-point underdog, and I'm surprised by that. I'm going to go and say as much as I'm a fan, I am not. Uh, I'm not surprised that we're an underdog. I'm surprised by the wide margin. Well, Georgia's looking and predicted to win it all this year. Yeah. So, I can't say right now that the way the Irish looked, they almost had a preseason rust because they're not playing to their full potential. So, until I can see that, and we'll see how we match up. You know, like I said, I'm a diehard Irish fan, but I'm just a realist, and I'm going to keep it real with our listeners. And I, I can see it being that high. I really can. Yeah. And not that the Irish ain't good. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just yeah. saying that Georgia is a very good program this year. So. And see, the reason why I, I'm surprised at it is because offensively, surprisingly, uh, points wise, we're like we're averaging 50 points a game. They're averaging like 51 or 52. Defensively, it's only like a three or four point swing difference. Um, yardage wise, same thing. But we didn't really have, and I'm not trying to knock other schools, but our, our teams this year have not that we played so far have not been top. 15 teams. And I thought that too. So I looked at Georgia and Georgia's the same way. They really haven't played a Stanford or or Clemson or it, it's the same. It was, you know, New Mexico. Like I know we played New Mexico, but it's it's the same teams that we played. So, you know, maybe the, obviously the bookies know more than we do. Um, <laughs> but I do expect a couple of brawls breaking out in this game. It is, I want to say it's in Georgia because our past two games were at home. So that should be, they, do they still play the Superdome? Um, I, I believe so. Okay. I mean, I think it's going to be a tough battle. I really do. I mean, I'm, I'm, as a fan, I'm just going to be a realist and I think Georgia wins it. Yeah. So I would like to see us win and I would also like to see us keep it close to a three to seven point only. Yeah. Especially with that spread. I, I would like to see that. And that would tell me that we do have a chance, and I think it would regroup us. But it'll be a good challenge. I'm excited. It's a good game to watch, so uh, I can't complain. Yeah. See, I think, and you know this from prior years with Notre Dame, what, if we get one loss, we're done with the playoffs. There's, there's no way we're making it because everybody's, oh, you don't play a conference championship game. 
type right, shit. Well, well, I get that. I understand what they're saying, but I think also sometimes our schedule is weak. Um, and it's, you know, that's just the way the formula is for college, you know, for the FBS. So it's tough. Um, it's tough beating that independence. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. I, I, I don't totally count them out. There's some other big games later in the year. I know we definitely play USC and stuff yeah. like that. We'll see, you know. I will not be surprised if we shock the world and, and win this game, though. If we do win, it's going to be only by three points. So we're not going to blow them out. Uh, right. But it's definitely going to be a it's definitely going to be a, a boxing match between these two. That. Well, I guess we'll see. You know. Yep. Go. <laughs> so little since that's the college talk. There, we're not doing any college football picks this week because there's a lot of NFL talk that we want to get into now. And this one here, especially with the question I'm going to ask, shoulders may. Started a huge debate between me and him. Eli Manning is benched in favor of Daniel Jones. Right. I think it's, well, it's a statement, but let me go off what my opinion is from when I first heard it. I think it's New York Giants trying to save face with their fans, and I knew, we all knew this was going to come. I don't think necessarily their losses came at Eli. He didn't yeah. look terrible. Um, he's a pocket passer, and everybody's going away from that right now, but he won two Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, he's not a loser. No. So he has a no trade clause, but it's at his discretion. I like to see him trade him to a team, and let him still play. Um, I don't think Giants fans are going to be as happy as they think when Daniel Jones steps in because he's going to have a learning curve, and he hasn't played a regular season game. And we all know it's a hundred times faster yeah. than a season game. So we'll yeah. see. I mean, I wish Daniel Jones the best, and I hope he succeeds because I definitely think he was the better pick over Haskins, in my opinion. Yeah, that part I, I do agree with you. When looking at the situation, and you know, I talked to a Giants fan today who was totally against them, and I'm like, you know, that's like telling me if Wentz won two Super Bowls, I don't care how long he plays and does anything, he won us two Super Bowls. How how, how many people can you say that? Not only that, but he beat the goat. Yeah. That everybody self proclaims Tom Brady. You know, and I know it's a team sport, but he did have some great plays, and he did a lot for that organization. And to tell him he's starting, and and, he, and the beginning of the season for for Shermer to be like, oh well, no matter what he's playing, you know, we're giving him a full season, and then do this, I just think it's disrespectful. And I expect nothing less from the Giants. That yeah, that I was surprised, especially the comment that Eli made that it's been a um, it's been tough for him to get used to this new role, especially right. now that he has to learn how to be on the scout team right so here well, is not right and, and the sad part is is he had a big prep hand in the preparation for jones yeah and jones came out and said that he's been nothing but a class act and helped him thrive and i know there's a changing of the guard but i just think it was wrong this season they should have gave him to at least mid-season and then if they were that bad pulled the plug and said well this is why we tried yeah but two games and they didn't play total slubs i mean no I you know they predicted the they played the Super Bowl champions apparently so I mean <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't get it. Let me ask you this question though because this has been floating around the internet as well. So with his with Eli's last loss, he's actually a 500 career quarterback. Right, I, I heard that. But look at all the shit teams he's had and the shit he's endured. Is he a Hall of Fame quarterback? How could you say he's not? And see half half the people. All his other stats are good. Yeah. His win percentage, I don't give a damn about. What did he do? He won two Super Bowls. Exactly. And, and he beat the GOAT for two of them. Yeah. 
And no, you know, say he's not. There's other people that are in the Hall of Fame. You're gonna tell me he's worse than the worst player in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely not. Yeah. Why this is a debate is on beyond me. And I watched a couple different talk shows, even from Stephen A. in his big mouth. Yeah. And uh, he even said, "I even if it's not first ballot Hall of Fame, how's he not in the Hall of Fame?" Yeah. So I, I don't understand this talk. I don't get it. Do you think he is a, a first ballot Hall of Famer? Depends on what he, how he finishes his career. I see it. Yeah, I, I, I would give it to him. Again, I mean, he won two Super Bowls. His brother Peyton didn't do that. Yeah. So, and Peyton, everybody thought was 150,000 times better. Yeah. And I'm, I hate the Giants. And I've always disliked Eli because he was a Giant. But I'm going to call the kettle black here and say, absolutely. Little, uh, you know, kind of funny stat. This will be my last, you know, time I'll take a shot at Eli. What NFL team, a little trivia for you, Shoulders, what NFL team holds the most interceptions from Eli? Hmm. Could it be the Philadelphia Eagles? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what do I win? Do I get a t-shirt? <laughs> yes. Uh, when you go home, it'll be in the dryer or somewhere, wherever you left your last one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take it. But yeah. I mean, right. I mean, but that's a division rival. And we had some great defenses. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this then. And this is just, and then we'll get off this topic, but Donovan McNabb will be up for the Hall of Fame this year. Yes. First ballot Hall of Fame? I've always said I don't think he's a first uh ballot Hall of Famer, but I do believe he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Okay, so then how the hell could we say Eli's not? No, I am actually su- no, I'm like, actually I'm surprised. Kidding, but, you know, we as a society are sitting there talking this poop on him. That, that's my biggest point right there. I can go on with other quarterbacks that are in. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and he also played in a time where he wasn't protected as much as Brady. Yeah. So, I just don't get people's talk, man. I don't. And in an era where, you know, fans argue with each other about, you know, who's the better quarterback um, for their teams, what's the one question everybody always brings up? How many rings you got? Right. You know, so here's a guy. Okay, he's a 500 quarterback. He's got two rings. But let's take these last three, four seasons where they've been absolute shit. Yeah. Off his record, and let's see what his record would be then. I guarantee he's not no 500 quarterback. Well, yeah. I mean, you figure last year they were. The sixth round helps your franchise, gets a a worse record trying to rebuild it and stay with you. Yeah. This is what what we deal with. Yeah. And then here's my point you name one receiver on his team right now this year that's worth anything. They're all suspended or, or, or hurt. Right, but even when they're not. Sterling Shepard, is he really that good? He he always struck me as like a number two guy, but they, they don't have a legitimate number one guy. And Golden Tate will come back, and that would help. Yeah. But he's not going to get to play with them. But even him, the last three seasons, he only eclipsed 1,000 yards twice. Yeah. With us only 900, and he didn't in the 1,000-yard seasons, he didn't eclipse five more than five touchdowns. Yeah. So where's this elite receiver that they have? Who's their tight end? Evan Ingram, but he's more of an up-and-comer tight end. Right. So, again, my point is, he doesn't have an Ertz. He doesn't have a Jimmy Graham. It's been how many years now? That defense has been dismantled. Their secondaries secondaries look like shit. So how is everybody picking on this poor guy? Because he's supposed to be the face of the franchise, and that that I'd never agreed with. A quarterback, the face of your franchise should not always, always be your quarterback. It should be the best player on your team. I think he was the face of the 
face of the franchise from the time he was drafted into the league until the last before, maybe three to four seasons ago. Now Saquon Barkley, he came on and he's the face because he's young, he's fresh, and he's talented. Yeah. But again, nobody's talking about this offensive line who is ranked mid league and Eli getting beat up. Yeah. I just I'm over it. I, I mean, I, if you even like actually watch the, those games for how talented Barkley is, the runs that he makes five, six, seven yards. He has to work for it. He's, he's bouncing around like a pinball just to try and find holes. Right, and I like to see him on a team with an offensive line that's amazing. This guy's yeah. going to rush 2,200 and break the record. But <laughs> I'm just saying, man, I, I, I don't get it, and, you know, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, I don't know. So, also, uh, last Sunday there was some more drama with the New Orleans Saints. Lovely. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a play. Um, again, the same refs screwed the team again. Yeah. And it's protocol for a play like that to let it go live, yep. not blow up dead, and then reverse it if it if it wasn't really a fumble. Yeah. And on the replay, it's clear. Oh, yeah. So why did they follow protocol again? And again, here's me smashing the NFL. Why is nothing done to these refs when they didn't follow a policy? The policy and protocol was... If a fumble, if there's a fumble with the quarterback and we don't know if it's a forward pass or not, let the play go until it's dead. Then either team can challenge, and that's that's the precedent. Well, and here's the thing, though, I just don't understand why what I'm about to say is not in the rules. Okay, you challenge the play. Yes, you see the fumble. The Saints pick it up. You see no one is around him, or even going to probably um, catch him to tackle him. Why can't you just give him the touchdown then? Right. Well, because they say, well, well, we blew the whistle dead people and chase them the same way and blah, 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 blah. I don't agree with it either, man. You know? Yeah. Again, I don't even want to get to that level with it because we shouldn't have to talk about that because they didn't follow the rules. Yeah. So why is that officiating crew still doing anything? I'll, I'll be you know, curious to see if over the next couple of weeks maybe they get demoted down to – water boy judge or something listen i'll be more than happy to become a referee in the nfl for half their salary yeah and, and most of them are lawyers anyway so they don't even need the job yeah well that's another story but i don't get it man they got screwed again and what can do what can they do nothing new orleans fans gotta eat it and it's it's, it's another bad taste in their mouth and then I, they want us to believe in this league i don't get it yeah I like how um, Cameron Jordan, their defensive end, called called the refs uh, Foot Locker refs. Right. <laughs> when I read that quote, I'm like, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> I agree. How about, you know, since we're talking about rules here and everything, how about the new rule with quarterbacks? And we kind of got screwed in a way with Carson Wentz uh, last Sunday night. Um, I believe it was a two-point play, and he was diving in to... Right. And his knee touched the ground before anybody else touched him, and he was blown as being right, down. which it used to be that if you dive forward, you're not giving yourself up, and if you dive feet first, you're giving yourself up. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you're giving yourself up, self up no matter which way you dive. I, I, I call it absolute bull poop. That one, yeah. I, I just don't understand. I mean, again, no one touched him. Yeah, granted, his knee touched, 
even you know Doug Peterson laughed about it a little bit and said, "Well, we just got to teach him to keep his legs up in the air a little bit longer." Like, right. come on, you know. We, but we that's sh- a turning point. That could have made a big difference too. Yeah. I mean, there was also on the winning play to uh, Julio Jones, and I didn't see it as clearly as I thought I did too. But then yeah. my buddy sent the picture. There's a clear block in the back. You know, the next day I I saw that, and, I mean, he was basically hugging him, pulling his pants down and everything. Well, I have a picture I could send you later. Uh, A buddy of mine got so pissed off. Well, Allentown. Yeah. Sent me the picture, and and he stopped it on his TiVo, and he literally has his elbows tucked in and has two hands in the middle of his back pushing him. So, again, these refs, I mean, I don't get it. You can challenge what you want to challenge, but why why didn't we challenge it? We should have challenged the passenger ground. Yeah. So, uh, I, again, I know it's live, and I understand there are reps, but when you have protocol, you should follow it. Yeah, exactly. But, all right, man, what are you going to do, you know? So, another week of serious injuries. We touched on a little bit earlier about Big Ben. Right. Who do you think was a, a bigger loss, Big Ben or Drew Brees? Drew Brees, by far. Do you think Teddy Bridgewater could uh, keep that ship afloat until he comes back? Listen, I, I, I'm a high believer in Teddy Bridgewater, but he looked like shit for that game. Did he? Um, now let them game plan and work around him. My my answer would have to come after watching him perform this week. Yeah, I, I can't give a fair assessment to Teddy because I like Teddy. But uh, he didn't look good coming in. And I don't know if it was nerves or what, but now let them game plan and be ready for him coming in. Let me see how he does. Um, if he goes back to the Teddy Bridgewater of Minnesota, absolutely he can hold it down. Um, and, that, and that's the thing. Breeze is going to be out, I think I saw, four to six weeks. Right. And he's, he's getting his ligament repaired in his thumb. Yeah. And to me, I still don't see how it's only four to six weeks. Because you got to repair it. It's got to heal. Then you got to strengthen and rehab it. Yes. That, maybe that's why it's, he'll probably be it's more than more than six it's weeks. His, it's his thumb on his throwing hand. Yeah. And to grip a ball, you need your thumb. Yeah. That's what makes us above other species is that thumb. But let's just let's just say that he comes back after six weeks and is, and is healthy. I think really, honestly, if the Saints could go even 500, 3-3, three three, they're in good shape having Brees come back at the right time. Right. If he, well, if he can come back in and perform like Drew Brees then and not be hindered by the injury, sure. Now, you know, I just think about this. What happens if the next six weeks they go 6-0? and Do you give Brees an extra week or two? And, and let Bridgewater keep playing? Absolutely. Why not? I don't see, you know, most teams have proven that you can't lose your job to injury. I don't want to hear that anymore. Yeah. And if he's a hot hand, why would you break the chemistry? Yeah, that's true. But it, that, That's just not smart, in my opinion. Yeah. So. And with Bridgewater, I believe this is his last year on uh, his contract, has something to play for. Um he has some incentives in his contract. If he if he plays fifty percent of the offensive snaps, uh, he gets a couple million dollars, I believe it was. Right. And you know, we all remember him having that gruesome knee injury back in Minnesota. For him to almost lose his leg and have his career over to, to be back in the the spotlight here, I'm I'm pulling for him. I hope he really pulls us off and does go in six and zero. I bet you can use some of that money. So. <laughs> <laughs> So on top of those two injuries, Djax and Alshon Jeffrey. And- well, Alshon Jeffrey's the calf. He should be playing this week. I don't understand what happened. If it's just a calf strain, 
is an Achilles problem. They never come out and say what it's supposed, to, what it really is, which pisses me off. Yeah. And the one that baffles me is an abdomen strain for Djax. Yeah. What the hell happened? Did somebody punch him in the gut? Well, and I'm the same with you. I really want to know because before the game even started, Dallas Goddard went back uh, to the locker room. He supposedly re-aggravated something before the game even started. Right. Jeffrey and J- uh, Jackson were hurt before, like when warm-ups or something. Like, what is our training staff doing with these guys? Right. And what pisses me off is, you know, and I don't want to say that as an excuse, but I think we could have definitely beat the Falcons if we had our receiving court. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, so, we basically... Our defense got to step it up again, though. They keep starting slow. Yeah. It is what it is. And, you know, we basically had Nelson, I drop everything, Aguilar is back. He dropped that touchdown pass. Again, I'm, I, I'm at the point now where I just get him off the team. Yeah. It, um, it's, it's back to Aguilar from, what, three years ago. Right. And I can't even say that he's worried about getting hit. He had a big leap step, and he could have just walked. They said it right on TV. They could've, he could have walked to the end zone. Yeah. And he drops it. Now, he made the big catch at the end, but what did it do? Nothing. Yeah. Wait, you, you blew it. Like, I don't know, man. It, it's going to be tough. So hopefully they can step it up or they better sign somebody. So. Well, here's the two things I'm looking forward to this weekend is, obviously, Wentz was the guy that got us back into that game. Right. Wentz basically said, get on my back. Let's go. Right. Let's let's see if he's going to earn his $130 million these next week or two because right, he's going to have to game plan and get on page yeah. I don't know why Whiteside isn't performing better why he isn't being used more and why and sweet baby Jesus go ahead say it Jordan Howard more thank you power running that's what we are we have a great offensive line and that sets up everything that set, right. that keeps your that keeps your defense honest with the, the run and, and the pass you're not worried about playing back sets so up the play action ran more the clock by running the ball, we wouldn't even be talking about this right now. Yeah. So, again, Doug Peterson needs to get his head out of his ass and start doing a better game plan. Yeah. No, and, you know, I know you're higher on Miles Sanders, and I still think he's going to be a good running back, but this is exactly why I was hoping they slowly brought him into the season. Yeah, he's got to stop dancing, man. He, i seen a couple times where he could hit the hole and got four yards. Yeah. And he dances and only gets one. And He's got to learn as a back and sometimes he has to take what he can get yeah like every Put his head down get the four or five yards and call it a day yeah and, I seen, and we seen it with a couple hole you know the way the holes open that he could have still got four or five yards and he danced danced around and he lost or got only a yard or two yeah and my brother being a football player and playing at Bucknell said the same thing yeah and he was a running back and quarterback in high school so it, you know, it is what it is. I, I I like Miles a lot, but he's not showing me what I thought he was going to show me, so I'm a little disappointed. Well, I just wonder if it's one of those he's still in college thinking mode where, man, every every run I did was a home run hit, and that's what he's trying to do here. Right. And you can't. Like you said, if, no. you, could, if you got a hole that he could get four or five yards, get it. Because then... Being a, being a running back in the NFL, you got to work. Yeah. And you're going to have 15 to 20 touches where you're getting three to four or five yards, two yards, and grinding, and then your big one pops. Exactly. And he's got to understand that. And I know we're running back by committee, but they got to get some more consistency. And Jordan Howard's running like a beast. Yeah. And need a yard or two, and we're throwing halfway down the field. It drives me up a wall. 
Yeah. So. Now, to take a, a little step back, you were saying um, you're a little disappointed with J.J. with how he's he's playing or how he played this uh, last game. And how they're using him. Well, they were – obviously, they game plan for uh, Jackson and Jeffrey to be in there, and there was a lot of players that – even Zach Ertz and Carson Wentz were telling them where to line up so because they weren't used to playing those spots. Well, then that's poor preparation. You can't expect everybody to be healthy. You have to prepare for the worst. You're a goddamn NFL team. I don't want to buy it. Whiteside should have been caught up all summer camp and should be put in there. He should be running as receiver one and learning the plays. He should be running receiver two and learning the plays because that's what the backup role is. I yeah, don't get it. but... On this, obviously he's behind Aguilar too. So, best case, he's the fourth receiver. You only got you know five days to practice and, and, and game plan for the next team for a regular season. You want to get your first string guys as many reps as possible to get them ready for for the game. So, so you're telling me the second team offense can't go against the first team defense, and that's how they usually prepare. And you can't have him running receiver one and two routes and learning where he should be. Maybe. Maybe ten percent of practice, yeah. I don't know. You have a big field and a lot of players, man. You can run <laughs> half fields and still get both teams to work properly. I don't buy it. And well, and we'll see this weekend. And that's that was the second thing that I'm looking forward to is see exactly how he reacts to taking the starting role now, because now he's gonna have a full week of practice of learning these plays and um, these spots as well. All I'm going to say is DK Metcalf in Seattle stepping up. So, I don't know. I would still rather JJ over him. Well, I understand that, but my point <laughs> is you're saying he didn't have that much playing time and he's picking it up. Yeah. So no. DJ uh, from Stanford is a smart kid. Yeah. So, it's not like, you know, he came from a community college, no offense to people. Yeah. So, he came from a very, very, very prestigious school. So, step up and let's go. Yeah. I don't get it, man. It's still at the end of the day, you should know and get open, though. I understand not knowing where you stand, but once you get there and you know your route, he's still not making the breaks and the catches. Yeah. So I want him to succeed. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't. I like Whiteside. No, I, I definitely in. do, too. I, 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 I just don't want him to turn into an Aguilar. Yeah, no, he'll, he'll catch the ball. He won't drop it. So, <laughs> so I guess we kind of, in a way preview this weekend so we got the lions then we have green bay next week like as far as these next two games short week so they better start healing somebody oh geez i i forgot yeah next week is the thursday night game so well yeah so and you know i we're, we're running short here because i'm at the rink and i'm gonna have to go soon but okay. one other thing i know we, we wanted to talk about was the possibility of getting Jalen ramsey and i know we talked about it with our special guest now, he was against it for the Redskins and thinks he'd break up the locker room, but in reality, I wouldn't mind bringing him in. Um, I think he wouldn't be as outspoken at first because he would have to learn things and get used to the Philly way. And, uh, See, you know, you, I, think, I you, think he would have been better than that Fitzpatrick that went to from the Dolphins to uh, Steelers. See, I, I'm the opposite there. And on top of I, that, I, I know you got to get going soon, so I'm going to make a real quick comparison. If we bring Ramsey in, it's... Um, that Oakland Raider cornerback that we, we got a couple years ago that completely flopped for us. Um, I, I forget the the Namdi Namdi something. Oh, Asamoah. Yeah. 
problem is, is Jalen is a, a man-to-man coverage corner. We play right. mostly zone. So we wouldn't be able to really, you know, put him on man-to-man. I mean, maybe once in a while, but I just think he'd Why be... Why not a... change the game plan and have him locked down? There's so, so much more options you can do with him, and he's a good football player. I think that comes to coaching and game plan. So change your whole defense because of one player? We're not, it's not the whole defense. They're, they're, has the zone been working for us? Second half of the, the games, yes. Okay, has it worked <laughs> the first game or the first half of the game? No. All right, so then there's no reason we can't split half zone, half man. Tim Swartz ain't an idiot. No. It's not like he's never played man defense. And stop being so transparent. Well, so, I, I also I, think when the blitz comes, okay, and we're in, we're, you know, run zone, but we're running zone blitz. Yeah. I think it's better to have a lockdown corner like Jalen Ramsey on one of the best receivers than what's been going on. I mean, the rumor out there, and you you said it was first, third, and, and, and Sidney Jones. I wouldn't do that trade. If I were to accept this trade, I would put Darby in there instead. I think Darby's garbage. I've always thought he's garbage for us. Right. You, you've known that. That's who well, I, I... I can agree that. I mean, it's a tough price, but I think it would help the team overall. Yeah. And I just think Jalen Ramsey's mouth comes a lot from a lot of frustration where they've had great defense and he's been playing his butt off and the franchise ain't going anywhere right now. So, yeah. I mean... I don't know. I don't, I don't see a major problem with it. I won't be a totally against it. It depends exactly what they give, but we'll see, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I won't be against it if, it, if, if we win a Super Bowl this year. <laughs> right. so. All right. So I guess that's going to be it for us this week. Um, I apologize to our listeners, but I have to get back in there with the, for the boy, and it's, you know, hockey season. We're going to get this better, and we're going to have uh, longer shows like we do. It's just, you know, we have a lot to talk about, which is not a bad thing, but it's tough to get everything in. <laughs> Yeah, so real quick before we go, head over to Twitter, follow the show at ST Sports Podcast, follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports, go on Facebook, like and share, go on YouTube, um, subscribe there as well. Uh, so that'll be it for this week. This is your good friend Jimbo. This is Shoulders O'Brien, baby. Be safe. We're out. <laughs>